This morning our family opened up a big box from my family, my dad in Ontario, and it had candy apples in it. Chocolate-covered apples that have transported themselves all the way from an orchard in Beansville, Ontario, uh, to Pier and PI, and still taste delicious. So that was my dad's way of saying, I love you guys. And so I was thinking about love, and I was thinking about, like, why do we, why do we, why do we need this, right? What, what is, what is this, what does this show us? And so I was thinking about Adam and Eve, first man and woman, and God spending time together, and there was peace, and there was unity, and it's really easy to love somebody that you're at peace with. It's really easy to be able to to look at them in the face and say, I love you, to think thoughtfully and kindly and do what is best for that person when you're at peace with them. But we know that that picture of perfect relationship, God with man, woman, Adam and Eve, was broken. And that one of the curses was that, or the big picture of what the curses were, was that life in order for there to be life, there was going to be brokenness and pain. In order for new life, right, for the woman to give birth, or we're excited to, you know, anticipate Deborah giving birth to our fourth child, in order for that to happen, there was going to be pain. In order for new life, there was going to be pain. And so there's this idea that even in our marriages, even in our friendships, even with parents to kids and kids to parents, there's, there's this... In order for there to be life, there's, there's still pain. And that's one of the things that when Jesus came, he came so that we could have peace with God. And when we have peace with God, we have strength to forgive those that have hurt us. We have strength to be able to do what is kind and not seek vengeance. Our family's been reading through the story of David, and continually, David is just beat up, isolated, verbally abused, physically abused, and so many times he is tempted to do what he would have the right to do, to make things right. But God gives him this patience and forgives him when he doesn't have the patience to be able to have God. David says, I have peace with God, and I'm able to handle my enemies that encamp around me. I'm able to handle this oppression, of whether it's um, physical or verbal or just, just depression from just being isolated. And he, he's able to do that because he has the peace of God. So I've been reading in Romans, and here in Romans it says, Romans 5. So for anyone who has heard the voice of the shepherd... The sheep hear his voice, and they come to him. We come to him, and, and Gina said it, or, or sang it today with us, that our thereby faith I received my sight. And so it is by faith that we have this. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Adam and Eve garden, broken history of, of just broken relationships, uh, Cain and Abel, 
Like just the whole thing is all just broken. But then we start to see men and women who with faith in God, Abraham, David, start to have this ability to be able to be in right relationship with others. But still there's a sin that still continues. Even as we read David, we see he is broken. He still continues to act in his own strength. Still gets broken now. Uh, and relationships break between him and his uh, family. But here, for us today, through Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. So it says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. We know that the peace that passes understanding, that allows us to love when it doesn't make sense, that allows us to, to do the kind thing, to do what is totally against what our instincts would be. But because we have the peace of God and the peace with God, through the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have the strength to do so. And there's one other thing, something I've been learning, something in my own life, sometimes we can feel like if we, if we don't deserve love. Sometimes we can feel like I've done a wrong, I don't deserve this nice package in the mail from my dad. Right? My dad's in Ontario. He doesn't see the way I live my life. He doesn't see all my good things and my bad things. He doesn't weigh them and kind of make a decision. Does he really, does he really love me? Does he really know me? In order to be able to say, see into my life and say, Andrew, I see into you. I know everything about you and I love you. Well, my dad's in Ontario and he can't make that kind of call. But my father in heaven is here with us and is here in me with the power of the Holy Spirit. And he can he can see all the good and the bad. And he loves you. Not because he's in Ontario and you know, doesn't know the bad thing I did this week, but because he's here in us through Jesus Christ, we can have peace with God. Which means no matter what, what happens this week, what way we might speak the uh, unkind word, or our actions might be selfish instead of selfless, no matter what one of those things happen. And God knows it. His love for us is not dependent on that. He doesn't close his eyes to it. He's not far away from us. He is present with us. And because of Jesus Christ's death on the cross for all of our sins, we can have peace with God. And that's what we get to celebrate today. We are loved unconditionally. And that means the past and the present. So let us remember that today as we get to do communion. Jesus, on the night that he was going to be betrayed for our behalf by sin, sin was going to be placed upon him that day, he took bread and he gave thanks. He knew what was coming and he said, thank you. So let's break it and say, thank you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you that your son Jesus was grateful for this opportunity to be broken for us, that all the sin that he would have seen through his, his years here physically on earth, Lord, in the flesh, he would have seen it, and he would have seen the, the, the impact of that brokenness. And he would know that through his next few hours, Lord, of obedience to you, his brokenness, Lord, would allow the people who has, had been in broken relationships, had been in broken relationship with you, to be restored to you, Lord. And through that love, to be able to be restored to one another. So we thank you for his 
gratefulness for this. And we too, Lord, are grateful for your son's broken body. Amen. Let us partake together. And then Jesus took the cup. And he said, this is my new covenant. My new promise, my new way of being in relationship with you. And it's done through his, Jesus' blood. And whenever you drink it, remember me. That's right. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for sending your son and having his blood shed to cover our sins. We thank, Lord, of all, um, all the gratefulness we have in our heart, Lord, the love we experience from you when you give us forgiveness. And we just ask, Lord, and I ask, Lord, that as we go through this week and as we go ahead, Lord, as things that come out of our mouth and into our mind and, and into our actions, Lord, that we know are not pleasing to you, Lord, that hurt others and hurt you, Lord, we just ask, Lord, and thank you that you forgive us and that our sin, Lord, is covered by the blood of the Lamb and that your forgiveness is not based on being far away and ignoring it, but by being close and taking it on in the flesh yourself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's pray together.